Reconnaissance Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the wave of the few short show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am E. James. Welcome to Wave of the Few Shore, a.k.a. WFS. We're just a few fellas navigating the waters of life. Some from the head, some from the heart. But before we get started, I just want to say we are very excited to bring my best friend, good friend of mine and future collaborator, Big Rich on the show. How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Hey, good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. How's everyone doing today? Feeling great. Feeling good. Welcome on, man. First uh, inaugural yeah. guest. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, you let me let me hit the little clap on him real quick. Oh, I gotta have got the applause. Man. There we go. Yeah. All right. No, oh, a little bit of a. Uh... Oh wow. I, <laughs> I was gonna hit you with this. Big rich. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take so this, that. This week's episode is going to be a good one, y'all. We're going to be talking about uh, after 36 years, MTV News is saying goodbye. You hear it. No. First. <laughs> Not MTV right? News. We're going to dive into the Job Morant drama. And uh, this one is for the culture. And when I say the culture, San Antonio culture, basketball culture, French culture, the culture of sports ball. <laughs> hey, disclaimer. Actually, not really a disclaimer. I will say this. For our fans out there who are not heavy in the sports, don't worry. We're not talking X's and O's, a.k.a. strategy. We're not talking stats. These are very specific windows into um, these players and how they're on two different trajectories thus far early in their lives and their careers, but more of that to come. Um, let's get this gratitude going. We'll still kick that off. So I want to shout out my family. We had a good little uh, Memorial Day lunch today. It was nice to see everybody again and made some really good baked potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I contributed that. Yeah, I Ooh. learned the uh, Alton Brown way. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, a little olive oil, a little salt, makes it crispy on the outside, yeah, soft on go. the inside. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that sounds good. I didn't know you can. Wow. Okay. Kosher salt. This Damn. is how you cook it. Yeah. <laughs> All my effort today. Thanks for the yeah, tip dude, on the olive a, oil. It makes like a pocket and it cooks itself with the little pocket of uh, oil. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So, um, do you put it in the yeah. oven or do you put it? Yeah. You're supposed oh, okay. to just split it down the so middle I, and then fluff it like afterwards and it just goes. Poof. It's cool. Yeah, I know for me, we have these little bags you put inside the microwave, you put the little potato in there, and it makes mm. it pretty good. Hmm. But yeah. Interesting. So shout out to potatoes, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. As I've gotten older, my favorite tacos become the potato, egg, and cheese, man. Can't get, especially when they do like crispy potato. Mm. 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 What about you, Trey? And I, I just uh, pick it up on Cars Memorial Day hint. I just want to give a uh, happy Memorial Day out there to all our, our veterans and give a special shout out to a couple of the veterans that were in my life. Uh, both of my grandfathers are retired Air Force and they have both uh, left this realm. Uh, so I just want to give a special shout out and some love 
uh, to those gentlemen that helped raise me uh, to, to the man I am today, amongst other people. Uh, but just happy Veterans Day, or I'm sorry, happy Memorial Day to all the veterans uh, that are out there and to those who have lost somebody, whether it's in action or just over time. Uh, I'll be taking a little trip to Fort Sam here uh, pretty soon to pay my respects, but respect to everybody out there. Yep. Shout out to uh, our grandfather, uh, me and Trey's, as he said. And uh, he was in the Korean War. So shout out to anybody's that, or, or we pay our respects, that is. Uh, to anybody that he may have lost during those times. Um, I'm also going to pay respects on Memorial Day to my wife's grandfathers. Uh, one was Army, one was Air Force. And then I'll even say my uh, my dad, Chris's, uh, my, his father, who was also in the Army, he's no longer with us. So, yeah, Big Rich, I'm going to let you, if, you, if you don't got any uh, Memorial Day stuff, it's all good. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd say it's, you know, the same as like what Marshall was saying and Trey was saying, you know, basically, you know, all the people who served and died for this country to make it a better, you know, make it a better place to live and, you know, sacrifice their bodies and for us to continue to live, you know, to not be in these conflicts. But yeah, I mean, of course, I want to show gratitude to, you know, my wife and my parents and then they had this They've given me everything I needed, and my wife they did the. She is the the glue that holds us all together. That's what's up. But you know, I yeah. miss this big rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. The names have changed to protect the it's innocent. Like, I'm coming home, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's get into it, y'all. Pour one out on the block, MTV News. <laughs> Thirty six years, you know, Kurt Loader. Is synonymous with MTV News. Yeah. Seeing that guy, you know, break news. I mean, they even had world premieres for Michael Jackson and Kurt Loder would do the intro. This next video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. MTV he, world premiere, world premiere. Would you say it was like the face for a while? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, easily. There's another lady too. I can't think of her name all of a sudden. I've just, I feel bad, but whatever her name was, she's still not Kurt Loder. <laughs> But no, there's there's like a blonde blonde young chick in the in the mid to late nineties mm. um who was on there who was just as synonymous with MTV news. I wanna say, so in doing some research on this as to what the decision was, um, this actually, according to uh uh I watched I think it was Entertainment Tonight of all places. Um, yeah, this coincides with the WGA strike. And if you're unaware, there's a writer's uh, Writers Guild of America strike. Mm-hmm. Another been, one. Yeah, it's been going on for a while, and they're saying this one's going to carry on for quite a bit. Like I saw Tina Fey and Fred Armisen and Imagine Dragons was performing for the writers to what? show solidarity. I would just radioactive. I would double boycott for that. I don't want that. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I would just imagine some guy being like, "Can you not?" Yeah. <laughs> That is, this is radioactive. Be gone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Paramount laid off their parent company. So there's Viacom and Paramount, right? They Mm -hmm. laid off 25% of their force. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is part of that, believed to be part of that cut. Yeah. Pretty sure that was a studio that got like, they ran out on the lease on that and other things too. I'm surprised it didn't go the way of the podcast news segments you know what i mean it could have easily gone that way oh easily and, it, and it's crazy i mean it's not really that crazy but mtv doesn't really do videos anymore yeah. anymore 
like MTV News, I think could have broken out to its own channel. Could have been a YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, easily. Easy. I mean, you never know. There may be some life maybe after that. But yeah. I mean, Kurt Loder's 78 years old now. We're going to put him in a test tube. For the rest of his his tube life. Yo, man, I would. (laughs) Kurt Kurt Loder was on, uh, they had his head on uh, Futurama. Yeah, I was about to say some straight Futurama stuff. (laughs) Futurama, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, 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 man. That's that's the classic. But I just wanted to ask you guys you know, are there any iconic moments from MTV News specifically you can think of? Or, you know, MTV at large, just to show show our love for the channel, because we're all children of that era. Well, they always announced when people like Kurt Cobain and, and like Tupac and Biggie died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were uh those were breaking news segments from MTV directly. There was no there was no TMZ. There wasn't anything like that before. Yeah. So those are the things that set the precedence for like the way the modern day kind of has kind of an obsession with music culture and, and other yeah. and other celebrities and stuff like that. I think that's kind of where it all stems from. Yeah. If you really think about it, it was all pop culture. Pac was a big one for me. Uh I mean, I I liked some Nirvana songs as a kid. I'm not. I still wouldn't call myself like a fan. They yeah. just have a few tracks to me. I know. Don't don't bring the pitchforks out at me, Nirvana fans, because that's a very specific fan base that loves those guys. I went to the bench. Mm-hmm. Right, I signed it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know. Mm-hmm. But no, man. Like that when he died. I mean, they they showing Courtney Love on in the front yard yeah. crying with all with all the fans and like. I mean, there's the whole conspiracy theory behind that. Have y'all heard, right? Yeah, I've they seen say that. Courtney killed him, and yeah, buddy. Yep. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing. But actually, as a as a total aside to the Cobain thing, we did a study on that in uh in my criminal uh criminal law or something practices court system practices, I think is what it was. We did a whole study on that, but that's another day. Um, what about you, Trey? You got anything that you remember from MTV News as a kid? <laughs> Man, honestly, I don't have a whole lot that I can remember breaking on MTV News. You know, you you get flashbacks or you see things after they've happened. You research a lot of things. Yeah. Like, they reported on the Berlin Wall's collapse. Like, oh, I remember yeah. seeing Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that news clip. But that was, I mean, that happened in, what, 89? That was years before I was born. But I remember, like, going back and seeing that. Um, and I just thought it was a very cool, just kind of place for things to come together you know yeah. it was music television but the mtv news brought reality in the world into it it wasn't just all you know music videos and and now it's reality shows but yeah uh, man uh, they were so punk rock back then mtv man it was so cool i mean you could you could feel the corporatism happening as as time went on but they used to do some wild stuff on there man what about you what about you rich i like the yeah i like for me it was it was the the graphics, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. when it comes to how they how they were, and it's the different. It, I, I I didn't really watch too much music MTV growing up. This because never mm-hmm. really got into it, and so I don't have any vivid memories when it comes to a particular story being broke out during that time. But I do remember the hose, you know. So he was he 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 is something that I remember. But when it comes to a big memory, I don't have any particular memories of what you know mtv news i'm not i'm not surprised to tell you the truth about <laughs> it just because of what we are what right. we're, where we're at right, right now you know so that's it's it's a it, it kind of needed to be done to a degree i mean sorry that all the workforce had to go but you know they kind of had to come into a degree so um other than that I, it, it's it's one of those things where you know it's 
the the grad the the way that they presented themselves it's and how they broke the news and the host yeah he was he was mainly the account the iconic person that yeah. I always think of <laughs> you know when it comes to the the memory of yeah know, at least yeah from me. Kurt Loder was so. the guy he was he was the guy man. yeah I mean, it, don't think you could put anybody else there I think at least from you know, from my understanding, I mean, you couldn't put like Carson Daly, but <laughs> Carson <him> Daly, <laughs> he, yeah. oh, he was totally you know, TRL, man. He, yeah, it, I yeah. hated it every day too. Are we going to watch the same Backstreet Boys video again? Number <laughs> one exactly. for five years. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Beavis and Butthead were on there too. We always, we always forget about that. And then like weird shows, like wasn't Aeon Flux like on MTV? Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. It was a weird hub for so, yeah. funky animation and yeah, it was artistic. I think we'll put it. That went in the headbangers ball, Ricky Rackman. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So was it a show? It wasn't well, a show, was it? Usenbud? If I remember right. No, no, no. The uh, MTV News. Yeah. It was just like a small it, little It was usually a quick thing. segment. Okay. Every once in a while, they would jump in yeah. and have like these uh, these long form interviews. Like they did one with Pac in the yeah. studio. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. like that was, that was a big one. Um, I was trying to remember who the other lady, I, I, and I'm cheating here, and I was trying to pull her name up real quick, but I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah and hopefully, you know, you know is MTV still I mean, M- MTV isn't what it was when we were growing up. I mean, there's a lot less music. I mean, they, they it, it makes sense to a degree, that they've got all a bunch of uh, got a bunch of reality shows because they're the ones that basically pioneered it with the real world and mm-hmm. road rules. But mm-hmm. but yeah, all right, it's just Rob Deerdeck Network. I right, pretty much. <laughs> but we can uh, we ridiculous. we can move on from that, y'all. That was that was a uh, that was a good little trip down memory memory lane. And rest in peace, MTV News. Thanks for all the memories. R.I.P. R.I.P. Really showing our age. All the breaking <laughs> stuff. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace. All right, so Demetrius Jamel, aka Ja Morant. So this was pretty interesting when you guys brought it up to me. Um, we have a lot of things that we got to unpack here, but this yeah, is a pretty do. interesting human story. It goes it beyond is. sports. It's not like a. I don't think it's like a thirty by thirty. I think it's more than that. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, this this isn't like just getting all the juicy tidbits, yeah. you know. I mean, his life isn't over. Obviously, they get you know, but as far as basketball goes, which is even even more interesting because we got a guy right front and center. We got two guys actually. We'll get into that. Yep. I you know to, to get to the to the end, mm-hmm. or or to summarize it, there's still a path to redemption for this guy. Yeah. This story oh, is absolutely written in stone. You know what I mean? But going back. Job ja Morant has been a uh, troubled figure in the basketball world. You think about great athletes who've come from nothing. Derek Rose, we talked about him off mic earlier. Yeah. Derek Rose, a.k.a. Pooh, from the hood in Chicago, mm-hmm. who was on top of the world, won MVP. The guy turned his life. I'm not saying that he was like a gangbanger. I don't know if he was ever that type, but I know he's from like a troubled environment. Yeah, it's rough Chicago. I'm sure. Yeah, that. man. He's a millionaire, man. Multi-millionaire, taking care of his family, staying out of trouble. There's a lot of brothers out there that are like that. I mean, I know you don't have to be just be be brothers. I'm sure there were some 
poor, you know, Latinos or, you know, I hate to say trailer, but poor whites or whatever that had a troubled background and they use sports as a mean to turn their right life around and be the change that they want to see, so to speak. Mm, I mean, but specifically speaking of John Moran, this dude's from a small town in South Carolina. I think I think it was you, Trey, that said it was like three three thousand, right? Yeah, just over three thousand people in yeah, da- man, Dalzell, South Carolina. I never even heard of him. Mm. Yeah, I, but so my my never. my father and you know actually let me just before we say more about this. An additional shout out and gratitude for those who have been checking on my father, checking in with me. He's doing much better. Um, he's getting closer to being discharged. So thank y'all. So it hit me as soon as he started saying South Carolina. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to forget that because he was stationed out there in Sumter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, a small town in South Carolina. <laughs> there were some jokes I've heard, not related necessarily to John Morant, I think. People making fun of guys who are thugs, right? Or trying to be thugs. Like, man, you got both your parents. <laughs> How are you going to be a thug? You got both mm-hmm. your parents. <laughs> but his, his, his parents were both college educated. Yeah. Played mm-hmm. sports. Shout out to Big Rich being a Ray Allen fan. So T. Morant, his father played mm-hmm. ball with him in high school. Yeah. You didn't oh, know wow. that, did you? Interesting. Yeah. Nah, so he nah, was gonna, yeah, and he ended well, up going know. to a HBCU, uh, Claflin University, and he played semi-professionally um, overseas. And then he considered, sorry, he played semi-professional basketball, and then he was gonna play overseas until his his wife Jamie, who also played ball, she got pregnant with Ja, mm. and so that that turned that changed the trajectory of his life. Um, his father would train with him in the backyard. One of the things that I saw or read was that his father would take like tires mm-hmm. and make him run and jump in and out of tires to work on having a soft landing. Yeah. And so if you know anything about John Moran, where the reason I'm bringing that up specifically just from a, a slight X's and O's kind of thing or about the game, this dude is a freak athlete car. He's got the bunnies. He's a big dude. Right? Six, he, nine. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's no, tiny. He's six, he's two. Six, 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 yeah, he's six oh, two. Six two. This, six, but this maybe. dude, I mean, you both, Rich, Rich, and, and Trey, both watch ball. Tell me not, this kid jumps out of the gym, right? Yeah, he can probably grab a stack of quarters off the backboard. Yeah, he has. A, <laughs> so he's. Yeah. I think I think he has a. What they, they're springs, right, in his legs. <laughs> like, they just bounce up he, he, he yeah. is so. Yeah, he. I, got I'm pretty hops. sure he says, "Go, yeah, go, gadget, they, dunk on him." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they're not just, they they go he goes way yeah above I mean I mean he uh, you know you hear the term yeah he poked on him like I mean it it looks like it because it's just like this tiny guy going up against seven footers yeah okay, okay. you know so he's a freak athlete yeah. um he went to a, a he went to Murray State mm-hmm. which is in Kentucky and that's where he started his celebrity kind of started rising yeah. he was he was a baller in high school but it's when he got to Murray State he really started making a name for himself and in 2019 the dude ends up getting drafted second overall. Would have been first if it wasn't for Zion. Yeah. Who he played AAU yeah. ball with, mm-hmm. Zion. So it's like mm-hmm. he only lost out to a dude that's from around the way. You know? Yeah. And I would I would say, I, I feel comfortable saying it. I don't care if Zion's 100% healthy. I think Ja's better. Okay. I do. 100% healthy? I think, I he think, I think he's better than it. Zion. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? He was better going yeah. into the league. No, no. Just, so I think yeah. that's a unanimous feel for that, right? So, we bring all that up, or I bring all that up, to 
kind of give you a little bit about his about his background, he gets into a string of of, of incidents that really start having people give him the side eye. Now, before we I list the incidents, do you, any of you have anything to say as far as anything I may have missed in this background, or Carl, do you have any questions on his upbringing? No, it seems pretty cut and dry. He was okay. a gifted athlete from two parents that were in the sports world. Yeah, so, yeah, who took care of him. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go this far and say he's like a nepo baby because you got to earn everything that you do in sports, and you can do that as an actor too. But he was set up a certain way to perform a certain way. Yeah, and like he succeeded in that. Yeah, and, and he was gifted enough to surpass those things too. Yeah, so that seems like really good, a really good background. Yep, you know. Yep, yep. All right, so we rocking and rolling. Okay, July twenty second, twenty twenty two. Allegedly, you're going to hear that word thrown around. Allegedly. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. Allegedly, um, he threatened the head of a security at a mall. So what happened is his mom was shopping at a mall. Some stuff kind of went down. She called up Ja. Ja rode up there with nine dudes. Jeez. <laughs> Super suspect. Nine dudes, nine. right? I just want to talk. Why, exactly. Why I mean, you could have had one or two dudes with you, hey, just in case. But yeah, he mm-hmm. rolls up with a nine-person posse and is like, you want plex with me? <laughs> all right? So that's like the first one. And this is this was uh, all reported the, the, by the, the security guard. Now, four days later, same year, same month, he punched this, allegedly punched a 17-year-old boy during a pickup game, it got heated. And according to the teenager's report, Morant went back inside his house after the altercation and returned to flash a gun on his waistband Oof. with his hand on the weapon. Cue the whole uh, don't be a menace. Do we have a problem? Yeah. Do we have a problem? Do- <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just take these bunny slippers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. January 23rd. This or sorry, January 29th, 2023. He allegedly shined a red laser at a at the Pacers staff after a loss. Ooh. Red laser. What? Attached to a gun. Oh. Not we ain't talking a laser pen. Okay. That that's like you chase so a cat's like, uh, like nah. a beam or something. Right. Gotcha. So now he went on social media. And he was going off on this, and he's like, "Man, they trying to get me banned from the stadium." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, so he's he's he refutes that one. Okay, that sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah, right. Stupid. <laughs> and all this ish is stupid. <laughs> Keep going. Keep we'll going. get into that. Keep well, going. trust me, we we got a we got a lot to say. We got a lot to say. Okay, March thirteenth, twenty twenty three. First suspension for flashing a gun on Instagram at a strip club. Suspended eight games. Mm. Can I can I throw go ahead something in there? Go ahead, brother. March tenth, twenty twenty three. Well, I missed one. Um, he allegedly uh, pulls up at his sister's high school because there was some beef going on between sister and some other high school students. Shows up with him and his posse and starts threatening some students. I think that was March tenth or March third uh, of this year. I missed year. that. Yeah, yeah. So that was another you know nice little wrench to throw into the the John Morant drama. Threatening some high school, some high schoolers. Apparently, they called his sister the B word. 
Mm. Took, apparently, they were going back and forth, the sister and the other people, uh, during a volleyball game. Uh, of so, all things. Yeah. Uh, so that was one that I didn't want to overlook because that's, again, with high school kids, bro. Like, what are you doing? You're right. 23 at this point. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're going to go show up. I mean, that'd be like me rolling up to my oldest daughter's school. She got beef with somebody, and I'm all like, Come on, cuz, what you want? <laughs> Threatening some 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So Let's shake you out your shoes and socks. <laughs> Give me that. Let me run that lunch money. <laughs> Damn. It just makes me think about who he's hanging out with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold yeah, on to that we, player. Yeah, hold yeah. on to that player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to list these things out. Yeah. You're getting you're getting there. You see, mm-hmm. you're so you're thinking. This is good. Okay. <laughs> March 14th. Sorry, May 14th. Okay. So two months later, in a day. Second time, he flashing the gun again on Instagram. Mm. And he's in his friend's car, and they're rapping, and they got dudes in the. And it, it looked like a jeep, right? Like yeah, SUV type. Some sort of SUV. And then his friends doing this with his fingers, and then Ja he got the point gun. That point that camera at him, and he's over there. He's got a gun <laughs> going back. <laughs> it was a quick flash. That it was, was a quick, quick flash. <laughs> It was a quick flash, man. It was just like, like Oops, you're still, come on, man, this. get that off me. Or you wanted a quick like look. He's still <laughs> not again. Now, Skip. Yeah. Now, Chip. Yeah. So, you can assume dude just stays strapped. <sighs> I mean, look, I've seen, I've seen the American Patriot angle of this. Okay, yeah. And the American Patriot says he's a he is not a criminal. Yep. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> he's not a criminal. He's well within his right. He's got no criminal background. He can hold on to a weapon now. I think anybody can. In this I mean, world. look, we all have guns, except for I think you, Rich. We all, we, we're Texas. Nah. Man, we are really Texas, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have guns. Don't have a problem with it. But yeah. here's the thing, Skip. The NBA has certain rules. Yeah. Shaq talked about this. His mm-hmm. public image thing. Well, yeah, they don't. Man. Okay, I was I didn't want to like dive into this yet, but Kyrie Irving, okay, posted not not posted a link to a film. Oh, okay, didn't say hey this is the truth. Didn't dispute uh, dispute it. Just posted it, and apparently there was anti-Semitic stuff in there, mm. and that got him suspended. And he had to do a whole, like, list of other stuff. Yeah. Okay? Donations. There's nothing wrong with yeah. watching a movie. There's nothing wrong with reading a book. You don't have to agree with the content. Yeah. Right? But the NBA has a very certain, has a, they have a certain way they feel about it. Adam Silver's Jewish. Okay? <laughs> so let's just, uh, but it's the truth. Yeah, you're that's not wrong. I'm not making fun of Jewish people. Yeah, but, no, that, yeah. but I'm just saying. Let, so there's a little bit of, for him probably, there's a little bit of salt in that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with owning a gun in America. You own a gun, you're allowed to. It's Second Amendment. But leagues have certain rules. You have kids looking up to you. Yeah, they're trying to protect a certain image, dude. When, when uh, Rich and I were teenage boys and y'all were little boys, there was this little guy from Newport News, Newport News, Virginia. He wore a number three and he had cornrows in his head. And he went to Georgetown University, mm-hmm. and they changed the dress code mm-hmm. because of the way he would roll up at games, looking like Puff Daddy, <laughs> and the Hot Boys mm-hmm. in the yeah. two, in the late nineties and two thousands. Yep. You might have heard of him. They call him the Question. His shoe was called the Answer. Or no, they called no, him the, the Answer. answer. His, shoe was, his shoe was the Question. Yeah, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So they they changed the whole dress code because of this guy. They gotten since relaxed on it, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look at Rich because we've seen some crazy outfits. Um, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, Russell, hey, yeah. <laughs> James Harden, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, I think. But mm. I wanted to bring all that up because it's a, at the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah, and we don't have to agree with it, but there's a code of conduct. Yeah, is that not mentioned when it comes to the pretty code sure of conduct? Pretty sure. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would, would assume. So. I feel the same way. Yeah, you got a manager and yeah. stuff when you're when you're in the when you're in the league, don't you? You get somebody who kind of gives you the rundown and manages all those big PR things because you're a public facing person once you're in the league. Well, oh, oh, dude, they have um like I, I believe, and one of you can correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but like a lot of these guys can't do stuff like jet skiing. Oh yeah, that has insurance <laughs> like that purposes. written into the contract. Yeah, the contract. Like. Michael yeah, Jordan had a contract. basketball anywhere. Most people can't play pickup games and stuff like that um, within well, their contract. At least they couldn't. They're probably a little more relaxed on it now. But my, that was one thing that was like big on Michael Jordan's contract in the '90s. They were like, "You, yeah, you want me? You're in a. I'll play ball whenever I want. Like, it's in his contract that he could do that. A lot of people they don't let because you know risk yeah. of injury. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like an investment in a way. Mm. Yeah, your your body's the product and insurance and all that stuff. It, it's yeah. That's a lot of different layers. I don't think a young man going into the league thinks about. No, you know, or not all the time. You probably get the first rundown at the beginning, and then it's just out of sight, out of mind. And the rest of your life is dealing with the with the consequences of fame and money. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What about you, Rich? What do you think? And, yeah, I mean, it's something to. It's just interesting to. I know Carl is going to get there as far as who he's yeah. been hanging around with. You know, what about his parents? I mean, I. I would have thought he would have learned his lesson from the very first instance. At least that's what I would think. Especially something it was, it, it was dumb when it comes to like Marshall was talking about hitting teenage kids. <laughs> you know, right, why are right. you doing that? You know, as a, as 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 a as a parent, you got you know, as a parent, why why are you not telling your kid? I mean, at the time he's he's in his twenties. He's he's a grown man. He knows, but parenting parenting right. never ends. At least when it comes, you know, parenting never ends. So I'm not trying to say like he's a bad, you know, whoever's parents are, are bad parents. But come on, you know, you got to, if you are wanting your offspring to succeed, then you got to make sure that they're pointing in the right direction. And, you know, you got to hold their hand, you know, up to a certain degree. I get that. But if you see that they're in trouble, you're not going to let them drown. And you're going to go and save them. You know, we all got, we all got different ways of, Looking at lessons from our parents, maybe he's just not receptive to it. That's maybe mm-hmm. assuming. And I was going to say, yeah. And so, and in his instance, he's going to—he's that kid, and I'm guessing everybody has their kid in their in their family is that's going to have to learn the yeah. lesson on their own. You know, so okay, you want to touch the hot the hot stove? Go ahead, see what happens. Yeah, you, <laughs> do it again. Yeah, hot, it's hot, right? Yeah. So, and then again. <laughs> so you want to keep doing? Uh, yeah. So and, and when it comes to with, with job, I mean, yeah, this it's all it's all it's just not smart. Like especially when you have his family telling him, at least I'm thinking that they're telling him his teammates, which I'm thinking the teammates are telling him. You know, you got everybody in his corner. Even fans, you know, you would think fans are talking to him, at least saying, hey, man, we need you to stay out of this stuff. <laughs> but if they're not, then you know, hopefully he gets his life together. As far as, you know, I'm not going to say that he's not going to be 
dropped out of the league, but he has to do a lot better job at making sure that he can and then stay in the league. And of course, you know, going by abide by their rules like personal contact. I mean, yeah, you guys all mentioned it's a business. They don't want that. They don't want that no. business out there in their league. <laughs> you know, like why would you even think that as a as a person as a job you think that would be okay if it was like your business? You know, that's your business. You think you would want to have your workers going out there flashing guns, gang signs, Put whatever perception out there. No, yeah. you wouldn't want that. For me, on mm-hmm. just to touch up on what Rich was saying about the the parents in this scenario, I think it gets a lot harder to tell your kid what's to what to do when he's paying all your bills. Um, <laughs> you know, he bought your house, he bought your car, you don't work because of him. It, I think that yeah. leash that you have yeah. to do what you want becomes, you know, a lot. What are those little extendo leashes? You know, you can lock them sometimes, let them go when you're walking your pup. Um that leash just is mm-hmm. almost non-existent when you're the breadwinner and the family doesn't matter if you're the child or not. Um, and then secondly, on that last point uh, about the consequences that come into this, the dude's lost so much money as a result of this, like really? a ridiculous amount. Endorsements. Of money. Mm. He had a, he had a, uh, endorsements are important commercial with Powerade that was supposed to come out that they scrapped oh, wow. after the first incident. Wow. Um, the second incident, you can no longer find his shoes on, uh, the Nike store, Nike.com. Uh, they pulled his shoes off the store. Um, there's a lot of money that he's losing in this. And I think that's really where you have to focus on. Don't mess your money be. up, bro. Yeah, that's my biggest thing on this. Like, I don't know anything about John Morant. Uh, you know, we touched on his brains, but you never know, dude. It's a town of 3,000 people. You never know what his, you know, yeah. you're raised right. What are they going to, they're going to pick something out on you. Oh, man, you're not this, you're not that growing up in... Uh, you know, growing up in high school, especially in the late 2000s, you know what yeah. I mean? The young guy. You got all this stuff. You know, who's big? You got Lil Wayne and all the future, all these uh, <laughs> NBA young boy, all these people that you're listening to. Oh, you should be like this. Oh, this, oh bro, you, you raised in both households. And then you finally get that money and that freedom. And what do you want to do? You want to be what they said you never were, right? At, at 22 or 23 mm-hmm. years old. I know when I was 22 or 23 before I had my kids. Um you know, I was out there to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? That was a thing. Good point. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of, I like the last video. The only reason that was stupid is because he got in trouble for it a couple of months before. <laughs> right. And <laughs> two months, almost yeah. two months. That, yeah. That's the only reason. Like you're with your friends. Yeah, whatever it is. Like do what you want to do. It's an off season. The, the big one for me was a Denver issue. Because there's specific rules on where you cannot have gu- Like, you really think he took a private plane out to Denver? You think he bought that gun out in Denver just to flash it? No, he took that with him from wherever he was, from Memphis to Denver. That was in his bag. That was in his carry-on that he took on the plane. That's where it becomes, like, now you're breaking the rules. Those yeah. are in the, you can't have firearms uh, within, what is it, not league property, but when, you know, on the league plane, in the locker room, Things like that, like yeah, it it becomes a it's a federal. I think it's a federal thing if you're traveling with guns. Well, there are no, certain there's that's certain a rule in like that's the rule that he broke in the NBA. Right. That's what got him suspended. Right, or the investigation that they were looking into is how right. did the gun get there? Right, and they're like, right. oh, we can't prove that he brought him with him, but like the dude didn't buy that gun. He doesn't have guns stashed at a house in Colorado, bro. Like <laughs> you don't know Denver. that he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. We don't know that, and that and that's the, that's the that's the thing about this story is that you know none of us know the inside of Dra Morant's head. Yeah. I mean, only he knows. You know, maybe he 
maybe there's something that the person, maybe there's something that we all don't know or that missed of his, up, of his upbringing to where something not being told. And that's the unfortunate part. And yeah, it's just, it's a shame. I mean, the thing is, he's still young. Yeah. yeah. Like 23, right? He still has a lot of life to live. I mean, you don't want to go down that same path like Vic or, you know, other glor, you know, glorified figures growing up, you know, or that he's probably seen growing up. You don't want to go down there. Okay. I'm going to hit the skip Bayless. Okay. My turn. <laughs> That's what he always does. And he like takes his papers and hits his desk. I'm going to tackle three different things here. All right. You touched on the rap. You touched on the people that he hangs with. You, Rich, touched on, and, and I'm pointing to Marsh on the uh, on the rap, and friends with Carr, and you, Rich, you touched on teammates. I'm going to start with teammates first and work in reverse order. Okay? Teammates, the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that everybody outside of Memphis hates for the most part. Huh. The Memphis Grizzlies have always been a grind. They used to call it the grindhouse back in the day. They've always been like a grinded out, you know, tough team with Zebo and mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Gasol, uh, uh, Mark Gasol Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Conley. Oh, Who was the other yeah. dude? Tony yeah. Allen. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, so these are all guys that were Allen, like yeah. supposed to be tough. But yeah, the mean they, brother. you wouldn't. The only one that kind of got into some trouble like this was Zach Randolph, okay. a.k.a. Zebo. Yeah, he had some like weed in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But of- that's but compared to this. Stuff for brandishing a weapon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit of bud, okay, but you got to remember that was like 10 15 years ago now. Gosh, yeah. time's flying, okay. So, yeah, he's got a guy on his team called Dylan Brooks. This dude runs around trying to act like, like he's a tough guy and he's like telling LeBron James, I don't respect nobody until they drop 40. Yeah, yeah, the other guy on his team dropped 40, and he got bounced out of the playoffs. Mm. You know, this dude keeps picking fights with these oh, superstars and getting his behind waxed to the point where his team said, we have no, we have, we're not bringing you back. When your contract's up, wow, we're not bringing you back. Yeah. They said, we have no desire to bring you back. I bring this up is because that whole team is trying to live up to a specific image. They're trying to show that they're tough. And I think that influence from the team is bleeding in the jaw because jaw is the leader of the team. And so he's probably trying to like be like, okay, since I'm the head of the snake and y'all think that we're just a bunch of fake tough guys, let me show you how real, real really gets. Mm. You know, and then you've got people who are about that life telling him, that's not you. All these dudes are saying, I'm not questioning Jaw's hood life and his credibility. I don't know him like that. I would never put that on another man. Unless it's quite visible that, you know, his name is Robbie Van Winkle and he's from Texas and he's telling everybody he's from the ghetto of Miami and he goes on to make a hit called Ice Ice Baby, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> you were going to say something, Trey? No, I was going to say uh, on his teammates, another thing, like, which is like somebody's got to tell him, all those kids are young, man. They're all the same age. You got a couple of veterans on that team, uh, but not the right kind. What do you got? Like, like Steven Steve Adams, Adams like, Aquaman's on there. Yeah, chilling. like uh, an Australian. <laughs> like, no, you need some. You need New Zealand. A, you know, you need a like real leaders. Not a real, not a real leader. A relatable leader mm. um, is what I say. Because I, I'm not going to question Steve Adams' toughness or his leadership, but I don't think he can relate to those cats. And yeah. he's a, he was out, he's out there in the in the in the bush. You know, he's out there hunting with with his bare hands. And yeah, eating you know, fish with his, raw fish with his teeth, playing rugby, just <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> beating some people down. Like, no, that's man, a that's life. True, no, I say that is Australian. Dead. Sorry, he's a kiwi. 
but I, I just think that he there has to be some veteran leadership on that team that can be relatable to, you know? I agree. A Richard Jefferson, a Kendrick Perkins. I mean, I know those guys are TV personalities now, mm. but, you know, somebody in that stage of their career where, you know, it's, you know, we're really just here. You need a mentor, a veteran exactly. mentor. Like, like a guy, for example, and this is now that we're getting into actual basketball talk for just a tad, for a brief moment. On the Miami Heat, there's a guy named Udonis Haslam. Yeah, this guy's perfect. been in the NBA 20 years. Damn. This dude has probably played five minutes of the entire season but he's still on the roster. He's going to retire, and he's the culture guy. Mm-hmm. He is the guy that everybody looks – he's the old head. The dude's yeah. like the same age as, as, as me. I say the old head, and I say, that hurts. <laughs> Damn, basketball. Shut up, Trey. You old at basketball. Hold games. on, Grandpa. No, <laughs> no I'm playing oh. with you. <laughs> yeah, he, he is like, he's like the breathing, beating heart of a locker room. Exactly. You need, a, you need yeah. a guy like that on every t- in mm-hmm. every locker room to kind of say, hey, youngster, I've been there before. Like yeah. if you watch Ted Lasso, that's Roy Kent. Roy Kent takes Jamie Todd and he's like, mm, I hate your guts. I'm telling you, you got to watch that show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you talk about well, the people. I mean, it's, it's not just teammates. It can't just be that too, in or, or anybody too. that's around the league. That's a great point. Great point, Rich. It doesn't even have to be someone on the actual roster. It could be or like in the, in the NBA community, right? Any sport. Yeah. It, yeah. Assistant coach, somebody, it's somebody, right? Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned people that he's hanging around with, which ties into what you were saying about the, the like, music and things. All these guys are young. They're influenced by, like you said, the NBA young boys. And I, you know, I was going to bring up Waka Flocka. Now I'm really showing my age because that dude ain't really <laughs> even relevant no more. <laughs> right? To, and this gets me fired up about one damn thing. They're like, oh, it's, it's all Charles Barkley wants to talk about is the rap music. See, that, you know, all these guys, man, I'm trying to tell look, Shaq, look, Shaq, well, I'll go out there. You trying to mess with me. I'll bust your ass, Shaq. You come out here and mess with me. And then it's all that rap music. Got these guys thinking that they tell. I'm trying to tell you, see, when well, no, there's a code of contact. No, or contact. Con- <laughs> conduct, okay? <laughs> Stop it. I'm sure rap music, rap music does have an influence, okay? But to me, and I'm not saying that because I'm a hip-hop head and all of us are hip-hop fans. Because you can take rap and move that out the way and throw a rock into it. Yeah. Same okay? It's a devil's music or whatever. Right, yeah. right. Eminem said it best. And they blame it on Maryland. Where were the parents at? Now look where we at. Mm, okay? Yeah. I can't believe I'm quoting Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> that took me by surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't listen to him, but I'll be listening. <laughs> but okay. Now, going back to hip-hop. Who's running this? When we were growing up, you had, you had the, uh, <laughs> okay, you had, and now, and then I say mm-hmm. we, that's Rich and I. When Rich and I were growing up, that 80s stuff was like dying out. The cool modes and the how do you like me now. Yeah. We were little boys when that came out. In the 90s, you had the leaders in the new school, the Tribe Called Quest, that conscious rap. At the same time, mm-hmm. on the West Coast, you had NWA, you had Ice NWA. Cube when he broke away from them. Ice T, the Ghetto Boys, you know, you had that, right? So you had rap all over that was gangster. Then Mob Deep comes around and Nas's and Jay Z's. And my point is, I'm not going to name every rapper that's out there because that's just the list is too long. But at rap music to me, at its height, when you would listen to the radio, you'd be like, okay, that's Midwest. It's bone in, biggie, biggie. Okay. Get my biggie on. Going back to Cali. That's East Coast. Oh, there's Pac. Oh, there's Hot Boys. There's Down South. You had all this different kind of rap. You would, for every, I'll need a hot girl 
you had to get the you had to uh, a get by by Talib Kweli. You mm-hmm. had stuff to kind of like positive mm-hmm. stuff to wash out the not so positive stuff. When you listen to rap on the radio now, the only rapper that you really get that's like that, and they call him a conscious rapper. I'm sorry, Kendrick Lamar is not a conscious rapper. He's a heady guy, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't call him conscious like that. Even though he is a thinker, and I love Kendrick, but he's not a gangster rapper. He's his own thing. Yep, he's his own thing. But the popular radio stuff. It's about waking up in a new Bugatti, taking your right. mask off. Getting yeah. all drugged up, <laughs> yeah. perpetuating the stereotypes that make the older heads, you know, the older black heads, or older heads, period, not even just black folks, makes them mad. It's alienating. It's Who like. is controlling that? The record labels are. Yeah. So if your problem, and I'm going to go back to Kyrie in a minute because I'm hot with it right now. If you want to blame somebody, talk to the labels and say, hey, can I get a Talib Kweli? Can I get a most deaf? Can I get this person? And it didn't even have to be those guys because they're older, but somebody that's got like positive up, uplifting messages. Yeah. You know, I don't even listen to Christian rap like that. Can we get more of a, uh, what's that dude? Um, no, Video. good Lord. Starts with a C or a K. <sighs> Gosh, I want to say, I, I, I can't think of his name. He's a Christian rapper. He's, oh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Isn't it like a Chris, uh, oh, Brett. No, I'm thinking, I thought he was a country. Maybe but my, my point is, you want to have more movies, positive yeah. stuff, right? You don't want to hear all the gangsters because rap, rap is rap is bad. All this positive or all this negative energy and guns and killing people that's influencing guys like Ja Morant and his peers because that's what's on TV and that's what's on the radio. Then let's change that image. Mm. I say let's, this to it. Um, I, I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to a lot of different types of music, a lot of different type of rap. Um, you can blame the label heads. They push the music, yeah. But they only push what is going to get the streams what and what people are going to click on. Mm-hmm. What gets the streams and the likes and trends yeah. on Twitter. And that's what they push. And that's what these people, these people, these kids, not, not you people. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> and that's what these kids are listening to, man. That's what they want to hear. They want to... You know why they're... They're, they're living vicariously through this music. Yeah. And that's the music that they're living through. But do you is. know why they're listening to it? Because that's what they're being told to listen to. Yeah, man. You can listen I, to I, J. Cole I, and you I, can listen to Kendrick and you can listen to a lot of these other, other people. J. Cole did a whole album on addiction uh, that yeah. didn't oh, get no. a lot of mainstream music plays. I love that Why? Album. Because uh, I loved it too. But, you know, I'm not calling up the radio station saying, hey, you got to play this. Give me but some the people ATM, that are, are saying, hey, man, where's that new 21 Savage at? Where's right. that this or that? And they're like, oh, that's what you want? Okay, we'll just keep streaming that. Yeah, and you know why? That. You know why, though? That's because we've been conditioned to have that play for so long. I'm telling you, there used to be more diversity in the game. I mean, you guys know this. I'm not, the, I'm yeah. not, preach, I'm not preaching to y'all. I'm trying not to come off like the old head here and be like, you know, we're happening to the KRS-1s of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I love KRS-1. But my point is, is like, I, I think we need to start looking at the systems and I'm going to get raw black revolutionary on you. We need to start looking at the systems at play and really figure out like what's causing this mm. and let's get to the root cause, you know, yeah. let's try to work on that. And what you said, Rich, about having somebody in the organization mentor these guys, if it's not a player, I love that, you know, they need to have a big brother program. And I'm sure they do behind the scenes. I'm sure there's a lot of, that that goes on it might be at an organization level like they may say okay like like the spurs for example 
and this is going to transition this into Wimby. You got Tim Duncan coming in. Tim Duncan was an assistant coach of the Spurs. He said he, he dropped being an assistant coach of the Spurs because he couldn't make them do what he wanted them to do. <laughs> that is the most Tim Duncan thing to say ever. <laughs> Come, on, <guys. laughs> Come on, guys. I can't make you just... Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard, though. Like, yeah. imagine being in the shadow of one of the greatest players of all time. And, you know, he's like, just do it like I did, but, like, different. <laughs> yeah. Like, do it. Hey, I see what you're doing, but do it good. Yeah, do it like you're <laughs> tall and have super long arms like me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, the physiology is different and everything. But, yeah, maybe it's just a communication thing. Well, that, that's besides the point. But I guess when we touch back on this culture thing, I feel like like rap in general – I guess even for the bigger part of like black culture is kind of hitting like it's heavy metal phase to, yeah. to look at it from an outside perspective. Interesting. Like mm. it's, it's hitting that part where it's like infamous, where it's like dangerous and sexy and like all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it's kind of going back to what it was for, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's taking that thing and then kind of driving it across the point. And that's like what little kids are listening to. Now they're listening to like the, like the turn up ignorant stuff. Like it's just all there for them. Like on a silver platter on YouTube. You know? Yeah, There's yeah, no, man. No more MTV. He just needs a reality yeah. show. And I think well, that's I don't know. my fear. I don't know. Like, yeah, you could drive around with your friends and do stuff like every anybody transcends music taste or whatever. But like, yeah, if you just get into bad stuff, you're gonna get into bad stuff based on the people that you're with, right? What what, what I don't want to happen to Ja is for Ja to be at the right place at the wrong time, or yeah. however you want to look at it, lose a friend or or hell catch a stray bullet that and also lose an opportunity because his his friends or what he perceives his friends won't be there for him on the other side when he's right. in trouble trouble you know well i'm are. just i'm i'm more worried about him catching a bullet and to his kneecap oh that's over for a basketball and my player. man can yeah, never yeah, play yeah. he can never pick up the rock again you get and then he's already sl- lost millions of dollars all this stuff kept him off of an all nba team that cost him 40 million nike's in the toilet powerade's in the toilet that's and yeah, that's and generational wealth yeah, right gift. right yeah. That you're what flushing out. Can we hit this at a can we can we hit this at a parental view? Oh, I wanted to touch like, there because I mean, he's a dad. Yeah, that's what bro. I was gonna say. Oh, he's man. a father. Come, he's, he's a, a dad. dad. I didn't realize he was a dad. He's got a little girl who's probably maybe oh, two yes, or three does. now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. You're and that like, this is that was my switch. Yeah. All right. And this is just something that like I wanted to mention. Like he's a he's a dad. Like dad mode. What 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 is the main that is the main reason to not do what you're doing. Like that, those 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 kids or his kids or his children are are going to look at this in the future because you know the, he he can't he can't brush this underneath the rug. He can't put it in the closet. Yeah, you know from his kids. Yeah, Instagram's forever. It's going to be there. Yeah. So why are you not understanding this? Mm-hmm. These actions that you're doing. So. Uh, sorry, I, I know yeah. I, this has been a long topic, but I, but I just want to put that out there before we went into something different. Just no, no, that's that's great, man, because that's why I wanted to hit this so quick. I really, I, or, I wanted to have room to just yeah talk yeah, about talk this. about it. So yeah, we got, so we yeah, so we got a young guy who's affected by a bunch of different factors around him, and this is how he is dealing with it in his version of his world and reality. Like, yep. there's a lot of different factors that play when you got all the money in the world. Now, and it's not just that either, you know. Now take a different guy. Yep. Uh, Victor Wembanyama. Wimby. Wimby, as he's known. <laughs> Wimby sweepstakes, baby. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, let's let's just start it. Let's just start out with like the city is. Uh, I feel like in the air, the city is just more full of love and positivity now. Ever since the uh, the draft, 
I don't know. I saw this video. Like I was telling you guys on Reddit where like this dad was sitting in his den. There's like freaking particle board holding up the air conditioner. There's <laughs> a big old TV and nothing else and like a dog. And then like his wife's filming him. And then when they pull that number one for the Spurs, he's like, we won the world pick. He's like, I got goosebumps. <laughs> like he's just all super excited. <laughs> Yo, like for real, for real rich, the, the vibe down here is insane. So Victor Wembenyama or Wimby as he's known is a French basketball player. The kid is seven foot four. Sometimes seven I'll see him five seven is what five. They said. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen so grew, years old. He's, he's nine, nineteen six. years old. Palma basketball. He came. He comes. Probably can palm two at the same time. The one is that picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he comes from a family of athletes. Yeah. Okay. His dad. His dad was a long jumper or high jumper. Oh, okay. His yeah, dad. His dad was six eight or is six eight. His mom's six three. three. Yeah, Ooh. six three. She and, she, and she was his basketball coach. Yeah, she okay. was a hooper. Yeah, she was a hooper. His brother, his little brother, is plays ball for a club, under eighteen club, and his sister's a pro hooper. All right, whole family, cool in France. Yeah, okay. That's just that's just crazy. So when she saw that her son had a little something, or sorry, uh, she had she took him to a game, and an adult saw Wimby, and was like. He thought, well, he thought he was an assistant coach. Really? Because he was so much bigger than the rest of the other kids. Mm. And then he was like, oh, no, he's a player? What? And that guy took him under his wing. Fast forward, Wembenyama is in like a camp, like a, a, with this team. He's got his own dorm. Like his whole thing, the whole whole way the culture got around this guy in France is that they said, we're going to protect this player. We're going to put him through the system. You're going to play for these different teams. We're going to keep you on the straight and narrow. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's the, 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 the contrast between him and John ja Morant's upbringing so far and other players in America period is different because, you know, for it, for us, we got a ton of kids that come in hot in the NBA. Those guys, when you get like the one, it's like protect them. Yeah. I mean, as an, as an aside, The reason why the San Antonio Spurs, who won the number one pick, and he's projected to be the first pick, but the reason why this is such a big deal is because the last few MVPs have all been foreigners. Yeah, it's the way yeah. it's the Spurs. Joel and B, yeah. Congo. Yeah. Nicola- that's where, uh, that's where uh, John Moran, uh, not John Moran, uh, Women Yama's dad's from. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nikola, that's good to know. I knew it was an African name. Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. He's from Serbia. Mm-hmm. Yep. He won it two years in a row. And before him, as my daughter likes to call him, Giannis. <laughs> I think the Giannis. <laughs> she, was, I, I, she was like, who's Giannis? I was like, mm-hmm. Giannis? <laughs> She's like, there's no Y in that. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a real Texan way to be like, Giannis, man, he's good. <laughs> I wonder that Gigante flea mark. <laughs> Next year is going to be Luca. <laughs> that would be Gigante. <laughs> so international dudes yeah, always coming right, into Rich. the NBA is a treat because it's like a very, I don't know, something over there in Europe, there's like a magic formula that really makes all-stars. So he played for a former Spur uh, Tony Parker's team, mm-hmm. ASL, I think is it's called. Yeah, which sounds uh, uh, sounds like some AOL. Some, some internet culture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense for Tony Parker. Okay. <laughs> Press one if you want a cyber. <laughs> ASL, winky face. ASVEL. Oh, oh, damn! That shows where my mind is, car. 
Why you got to be right, my bad man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, which you coming here with all them facts? I'm politically correct, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's already merchandise being sold out yeah. for this guy. Yeah, yeah. he ain't playing one lick of basketball. They're assuming like the most gangster thing the Spurs could do is not draft him. Wow, that, that's what I <laughs> all was those candles. Say. Like, yeah, oh dude. man! If they pick Scoot Henderson, the number two pick, that would be crazy. There's a lot of talk about them trading a whole bunch of other people in draft picks to get the game. number one and the number two pick. Yeah, to, oh, wow. to move up into two top five picks because they need a center and a point guard. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it, it's like a perfect, it's yeah, a perfect chance. Yeah. So what, it's like you can get a one-two Question. punch. Was this? Go ahead, you Rich. guys. Have, um, I'm, you know, have y'all been there since Tim Duncan got drafted? Ninety-seven. Were y'all living there? Y'all remember? Yeah, I, I, I. I Do you I, remember my life? It being Jeffers. like this. When it comes to how the craze is, like when Tim Duncan, because you know he was going there, I remember everybody being hype over Tim Duncan, like this hype, um, over. because he was supposed not okay. this hype, because Tim Duncan was thought to be great. He was supposed to go to the Celtics. Hmm. The Celtics had the worst record that year, and the Spurs mm-hmm. won. Yeah. But he and, was still projected it, number one. Like, so, so put it like this: my family, on my Boston side of the family, they still talk about. Oh wow! They he was gonna be still their, talk he was about it. Like, I bring ticket. up Tim Duncan. They're yeah. like, they're like, yeah, you stole him from us. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? We got Wimby too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's man. a different vibe with Tim Duncan though, because we were a good team. David Robinson got hurt. We had a bad year. We got Tim Duncan. It was like, oh yeah, uh, now we're really, really gonna be a good team. It's different because we've been so bad the last couple of years, and we're just not used to that. For 20 years, we've been winning. So to it's been really by design. be the bottom of the bottom, it has been by design. But I mean, even if we kept Jakob and DeMar and DeJounte and Derek White, what do we win? Maybe 45 games? We're not winning any titles. Right. Um, so and, and that's that's the thing I was explaining. Um, so I was having a talk with friends who know not a thing about basketball at all yesterday at a kid's birthday party. Okay. And they're like, what's with this? It's Wimbenyam. Wimbenyam. I was like, Wimbenyama. I thought I was Wimbenyam. I'm, Wimbenyam. I'm like, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not Wham. We ain't doing the jitterbug. <laughs> uh, last Christmas. So, um, no. I, I was telling them that the, the thing that's huge about this guy already is that he's considered a generational talent. And generational means he could change the game for a long time. Now there's a fear because of his height. Most guys who are seven three and above mm-hmm. don't have a they don't have that longevity uh, physically. So we'll see how they how they work with him on that. But yeah, this 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 guy is thought to be the next big thing. I mean, he's seven five. He can dribble like a guard. He has a beautiful shot. He plays defense. Yeah. You know, he's got a complete game, you know, and it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. If you've seen any of like the, the, like the exhibitions that, that Metropolitans did with Ignite were the number one, the thought to be number one and two and pick went up against each other. Yeah. That was cool too. That was, that was, man, they, they split the series too. It was one to one. So yeah, man. Oh, and Wimby put up 30 plus points in each game. Like thirty seven and thirty six, which is insane. Yeah, so there's there's cool. some little bit of sports talk there for you that we're not going to go too crazy into, but yeah. just to kind of show the display the impact this kid could have right away. Now you got guys like Charles Barkley who are saying stuff like, "Man, y'all, man, y'all ain't gonna be y'all still gonna be the third best team in Texas." I'm like, uh, I don't know I mean, about yeah. that. I don't, well, I don't know <laughs> about that because the Rockets, the Rockets tanked for years, mm. and they're still no further along than where they were 
when they started the tank process. Dallas is the number one team because they have this guy named Luka Doncic, who's a stud, but they're having problems because they can't build around him. He doesn't know how to play off the ball. Mm-hmm. So the Spurs could sneakily, within the next three to five years, build, build and, and be the number one team in Texas in two years. I don't, they won't be next year because that's just not part of the script. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you never know. You never know. But, but, yeah, you never know about things. You just never know until things happen. And so, I guess with but, that being said, w- you know why are why is it that your city is making merchandise for something that they don't know it's going to happen? <laughs> Candles, yeah, because like, because they've this this city to to be perfectly honest, they're spoiled. We're spoiled. Greg Popovich has been the Spurs coach for what, 20-something years now? Yeah, over 27. Okay. Yeah, 27, I think. They've been to the playoffs. 20? 22 times. 22 times. 20 of them were in a row. And 20 of them are in a row. Okay. They started getting rid of pieces that are contributing to other teams. I I can list players and coaches and execs who have took other franchises and made them championship teams. I'll give you five. Derek White hit the game winner. Derek White hit the... Shut up. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, bro. It's a fact. No, no, it's a fact. Hey, man, I told you. He sold his hairline to the devil (laughs) to hit that layup. (laughs) That's cold, bro. (laughs) That took Trey off. (laughs) <laughs> you know, hey, if, if you hear him talking, that's actually his ghost. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he broke a rib laughing. <laughs> he broke a rib laughing. <laughs> Shout out to Mike V. <laughs> oh, bro, I don't do that, man. My mouth Frijoles. <laughs> man. So. No, oh, but okay. Steve Kerr played for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Championship coach. Sam Presti. GM guy. I'm giving you different people. Right. Okay. Uh, we can talk about it, but. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you pure like yeah. champion or highly near champion level. Mm-hmm. Sam Presti's been running the Oklahoma City Thunder since Kevin Durant and those cats were there. Yeah, They went their bad years and they're on the way up. Now they got a dude named Shy Gillis Alexander who's nuts. Yeah, Okay. Mike Budenholzer was a Spurs coach. Championship ring. Mike Brown was a Spurs coach. Championship rings as, assisting Steve Kerr in Golden State. Now And then he took and Sacramento now he took from Sacramento last to yep. third. Yep, last um, to third in one season. Um, you said Derek White. That's that. And now we're Ime Udoka was a player for the Spurs. Yeah, and a coach, and a coach, and took the Celtics last year to the championship in this first year. I think he's mm. going to be good for the Rockets, and he's going to be great for the Rockets most okay. likely. So these are just a few examples of their DNA. And yeah. so uh, this is why you make a candle. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why you, this is why you make a candle exactly. <laughs> so it's like a formula, right? It's like a magic formula that the Spurs kind of do. But yeah, there's been a process where even me as a casual person has known that they've been going downhill steadily for everybody's been banking five years. Awesome. Building year, we're building this year, we're building yep. this year. But this yep. is actually probably the closest I think this team will come to actually having a good start to a build. Yeah, yeah, because we got to found. We're, even if we go with Scoot, which we're not going to do, the city would riot. Yeah, um, <laughs> the city would yeah. absolutely riot. Yeah, you mean I spent a hundred dollars on this jersey? No, I didn't even no, pick some this guys, guy. 
Uh, so dude's like, yo, my bootlegs expired. No, so dude's like, man, I spent ten grand on these shirts. Like, what? <laughs> like making these hey, shirts man, to that village in Africa, man. <laughs> <laughs> to go, to go along, to go alongside the uh, the championship Boston Celtics yeah. jerseys from last year. Bunch of alternate future, like <laughs> dystopia stuff. Damn. No, but yeah, that's 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 kind of the best opportunity that this team and city has to like have that hype again because this city really does flourish when it comes to basketball. That's all the we only got. Thing we got. Yeah, yeah, that's all we got, man. This yeah, is dude. what we bond over. This is what we can all bond over in the city is the Spurs. No matter, you got a, it's a very diverse city, San Antonio. Yep. Mostly Mil- because of the military. Yep. Uh, but you get all these people, they all come to San Antonio from all over the world. Most of them end up staying here. Yep. Uh, you know, your, your PCS to San Antonio, your PCS in 20 other places. Where do you want to retire? Well, let's go back to San Antonio. I like that yep. town. Uh, and there's one thing we all bond over in this city. It's the Spurs um, and the excitement in the air that just, just brings after being so dreadful for the last couple of years. I'm a big Spurs fan. I didn't watch a lot of games this past year. I don't, I don't want to watch Let me ask you this, though. Would you, I, watched, I watched almost all of them that were So being, being that you guys live there, are you doing what everybody – when it comes to businesses or doing, are you making merchandise for somebody that is, <laughs> you don't know, or are you just going to just say, F it, I'm going to go and do it just because I know what the history that we have, that things are going to work out. So now you're not saying us personally, but you're saying if we're a business yeah, owner a in business San Antonio, owner, yeah. do you, do you, I mean, do I you ramp up and get ready for too, that? Because you're a business owner. So, I mean, <laughs> Well, well, we've already started. We're actually this is the inaugural episode of Wemby of the Future. Wemby of the Future. Dang. God, that's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. that was a good one. You oh, lobbed man. me, hey man. You lobbed me a John Morant dunk there, man. <laughs> boy, yeah, Allie, you boy. Appreciate you, hey, Steven. That's what I'm here for. That's your question, though. That's that's a, that's a, no, that's a great question. Um. That's that's hard. That's hard to really say because you don't want to miss the boat and miss out on money because everything's a hustle everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's got to have a hustle. But man, that's that's a good question. I don't even know, man. I, like if if they could, they would breed little puppies with his face shaved on the side. Of them. <laughs> like, yeah, San Antonio is a place of side sidewalk sales all over. Like you can go to a sidewalk and buy a blanket with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, like, <laughs> and also get a paleta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just what it's just the nature of the city. It's like it's like it's like one big flea market, and it's a trendy one yeah. too. Like everybody banks on those kinds of things, and this is the uh, this is the talk of the town or this our, is our little city uh, mm-hmm. about being. Well, uh, what'd you say? He's a not a transgenerational talent. Yeah, generational. Yeah, yeah, five. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really where all the hype comes from, too. I mean, transgenerational talent. And the way we work here is we it may not work. NBA is different, but we expect this guy to be a spur for ever, right? For the rest um, of his life. And like yeah. you're 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 locked in, bro. You're from France already. Like we're gonna put you up there by Tony, man. Um when we were you know, about Petty Mills, put, dude. Like put it this way. To get to give you guys real quick, just this this headline here from the uh, I had to pull this back up because I want to make sure I worded it. I, I wanted to re- word it correctly. Okay, this is coming from ESPN. Listen to this, Rich. Rival execs are relieved Spurs landed Victor Wembanyama for the health of the NBA. Mm-hmm. That says a lot about the culture. Okay, when this when this when they did the uh the lottery, right? And the Rockets got the fourth pick, Victor Wembanyama went like this, a fist pump. He was happy like, "Cool. 
they can't get me. Yeah. I'm not going there. (laughs) And when the Spurs, like when the, yeah, when the Spurs, well, no, no. When the Spurs got the pick, he was so excited. That's where he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. He's a, he's related to Tony Parker, like, like related as far as playing. Yeah. Um, and he knows what we bring. We, what this team, this organization brings. And because you're part of the city, the fan base, we bring, well, we bring support. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I just, I I hate to, I try, like, I don't want to be like that Cowboys fan. that's like, this is our year. Those boys, those boys. Like, hey, man, we got rid of our star quarterback and we got a good quarterback. He's third string. He's going to be great. (laughs) He was third string in the D League of football. That's the kind of emotional tie that you have (laughs) to the team, though. Yeah. That's we and us and all those other words. True, true. It's it's an emotional attachment. Like, yeah, it's kind of a fortunate thing to have for a city like that to come together with that. But yeah, it's it's all coming together. I mean, to really bring it all together. I mean, you got. Just look at what the reports are swirling. They're talking about, you know, you already touched on it. Timmy coming back to be an assistant coach. Talking about Tony coming in and bringing up a role. Manu's already uh, has a role with the Spurs. And they're talking about that trio specifically mentoring this guy. And all three of those guys are foreigners. And, you know, you know, DR's in it, too. Do you, you know, you know, David Robinson. Oh, well, yeah, of course. D, I mean, he's, yeah. DR is Mr. Spurs. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, that guy. If, now, if, if they throw Bruce Bowen in here, I'm going to be like, now, hold on a minute. The band getting back together? What's oh, happening? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> coming for that, coming for that, that, that extra ring in there as coaches. Uh, but that's what's bringing the city together. Look at, I mean, listen to all that. You think about the people that you grow up idolizing. They're, I went to the Spurs game. It's crazy to see their, their names up there in the rafters or jerseys mm-hmm. up there in the rafters. And now we're bringing them all back together and huddling around this, this piece of hope that we were given uh, mm-hmm. with this number one pick. It's, it's great for the city. They were honking on commerce street yeah. when we, nothing happened. Picked, and like, like, we won, yeah. like we won the chip. It, I, yeah, I don't know if they do this everywhere, but in San Antonio, when we win the championships we all honking. over the city, are you yes. here? Dude, I did it twice. Yeah, I've been there, done <laughs> that, man. Twice, like, you just dude. drive around for no reason honking your horn. Like, people get off on the highway. The pick, that's yeah. what they were doing. Yo, that's how big this is in the to, city. To, to, go, to go and hug a stranger, I hugged me and my cousin Dwayne. <laughs> I went and hugged a stranger, dude. This dude was crying. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> when the Spurs beat LeBron, oh, this grown man, dude, like, um, take crying. you and make you six foot four. This was up. This big man, like, oh, he was a bear hugging. He was hugging me. Like pick me up off the ground, dude. He was like, "We beat, we beat LeBron. We did it. <laughs> we beat LeBron." Yeah. He goes, "He's not. He's like the chosen one. He got, he got nothing. He's chosen. Nothing. <laughs> he's dethroned." No. Yeah, the whole, but the whole city was going nuts, man. Like the Yo, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you see dudes like bearded dudes just hugging and crying. I was like, man, it feels like San Francisco. All right, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> that's for next month <laughs> I, w- I, just, I wish I would have been at a bar instead of at home when we pulled that oh, pulled that dude. number one pick man, because, oh, man oh man the energy oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you how bad of a fan I am okay I was I forgot what I was doing but Trey called me you were doing some dad stuff bro oh okay was I, I think what, so I, I think th- you were okay. doing some dad stuff I, I, it was I, Tuesday I think you had practice or something yes because it was before the tournament yeah it was before the tournament so I, I, I like he called me and he's like Dude, like I was like, okay, stop yelling at me. We, we and, and then I, he's like, we got him. I was like, got him. <gasps> it's draft day. <laughs> so we got the number one pick. Like so we got the number one pick. So we got the number one pick. <laughs> it was funny because we were talking like, about it earlier too. You know, we were just talking about it as far as like, oh man, I don't want the number one pick because of you know you like Scoop Henderson better. And I was like, man, I don't know, man. I don't think I would want him over Wimby, but. 
this my honest opinion at the time of the conversation. So I just have the fear about the longevity because yeah. Scoot Henderson's a he's dude that that dude's built like a a, a bad a BA football player. Yeah, he's a he's linebacker. That bro. dude he's built is like Michael Parsons. Bro, he is ripped. He, basketball. He's yeah. ripped. Yeah. He's like take LeBron and shrink him down. Damn. No, like that's okay, scary. and then yeah. take like 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 LeBron and Kawhi because Kawhi oh, Kawhi yeah. is ripped too. Yeah. He's like skinnier, like Kawhi, but he's strong, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I know this is going to sound really funny, but I'm like, I haven't seen the NBA player with ripped six pack abs like that in a long time. That dude was running around flo- sh- running with his shirt off, and I was just like, man, he's man, he's he's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hey man, man. watch us end up pairing both of those guys. So no, I don't think we can do that. I, I think there's a rivalry there. So so like the day that. after the draft, I think we could pull it off. So the day after the draft, I dropped in the office. Like everyone was all quiet and hung over at their desks. One guy rolls up to my desk and drops his phone on my desk, and it's like Wimby with the North Star Mall boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he's he like, wearing them? Yeah, he's like in the boots. <laughs> yeah, and, then, guy's so, and this guy just go, and this guy just all like, "We did it, man." I was like, "What? <laughs> what, did, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do, man?" He's like, "We got him, <laughs> fellas." This was awesome. I love these conversations we were having. Um, these deep dives. We want to do more of these. I think this is like our bread and butter, our strength here. Um, dear listeners, thank you all for your support. Um, man, we are coming up on almost a year of doing this, fellas. Yeah. Um, it's right around the corner. Big Rich, thank you for being our first like guest outside of uh, a co-host. You know, we had free, of, like technically the first time as a, as a co-host but Mm. he was already with us doing shows um for those of you who don't know though me and br here we're working on a little something too so uh if you like the sound of his his vocal cords you might be hearing those a little bit more but uh stay tuned oh yeah i I appreciate Mm. you guys inviting me over man this has been a this has been a blast it's been awesome you know just to converse with you guys and you know i listen to the show and it's just nothing but love man it's been it's a really good show you know, y'all keep going. Man, appreciate that. You know, congratulations Thanks, on the year. Brother, and, you know, keep it going, man. You know, so just that's it. Hey, man, pump this pump this show like crack everywhere you are. You know, this is just like flood the streets. Say, hey, you like podcasts? Yeah. Like the sound of your friends chilling, minding their own business, talking about the world around them from their from their lens. I got a show for you. Try something new. Tell them, listen to Wave of the Few Shore. Okay, we cover a wave of topics, a few things we know about, and we're damn sure of them. AKA so the until Wimby next time, the future. No, I'm just joking. Wimby of the future. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the new WFS. That's the that's the sister show. <laughs> that features the uh, the brother and the son. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, All right, y'all. Until next time, we're gonna say bye.